0: Well, great to have you with us once again for the second and final edition of Derek Rucker's Top 15. In episode number one, we worked our way through 15 to six. What's the feedback been like in the last couple of days, Derek? Pretty hectic, Jack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's fantastic. This is exactly what we wanted. And um, I've been very excited and uh, kind of flattered to hear all the feedback. So, um, you know, I just take it all in and, it's something that I think um, I'm going to have to do annually. I think you might have to do it pre-season
0: as well, <laughs> and then we match it up at the end Good of the season. Good See what it looks like. Hashtag NBL24 <laughs> to leave us your thoughts and give us your opinion on what you've seen so far with Derek Ruckers' top 15. We're at the pointy end now. We're going to go five through one. We spoke about last episode what you look for in a player and, mm. and how you've come to this list. But when you're talking about the creme de la creme, the top five players in the league... What else are you looking for? What's that additional X factor or 1% that separates the top five from the rest? Well, I think there are a few
1: factors. One being winning. How much do you drive winning in your program, okay? So four of the five guys in this list are proven winners, okay, and it's not to say that the other guy isn't, he just hasn't gotten there quite yet. The other thing is eyeballs. Do you clock engagement? Do you get people to watch what you do? Does it create responses? Mm. I think that's very important for not only getting people involved, but for your team's commercial vi- commercial viability, the revenue generation of the league. All this stuff matters as the NBL continues to grow, not only here in
0: Australia, but internationally. So, you know, these guys are all, they're all showstoppers. Don't forget, of course, to go back to episode one, however you consume this on the NBL's social media platforms, on the website, on the podcast, and catch up again with 15 through six. Let's go with number five in Derek Rucker's top 15. That would be Mitch
1: Creek, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. One of the most complete players we've seen in NBL history. Uh, a tremendous physical presence, strong, athletic, And the thing about Creaky is he continues to develop as an offensive player. He's added the three ball to his repertoire, shooting over 40% this season from beyond the stripe. And I think as he continues to mature, you're going to see a better and better version because he is a smart basketball player. He probably needs to focus more on the defensive end because that's kind of where he really got his stripes and started to earn uh, a lot of credibility in the league. But I would say if his team, if the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix are going to make a move in years to come, it's going to be on the back of Mitch Creek because he's one of the top players of the past five seasons.
0: So it's an interesting one here, Ruck. Obviously, the Phoenix finished bottom of the table and and the the back end of their season completely fell away. But is part of your logic here that it could have been a whole lot worse for them had it have not been for Mitch Creek? Well, Jack,
1: that case could be made the past three seasons for Mm. these guys and... Creek has continued to be consistent. His offensive metrics are outstanding. If these guys don't get hurt around him, perhaps they're in the semifinals the past two or three years. This year, they were traveling really nicely early in the season, then the bottom fell out. It started with Tyler Cook going down, but it didn't really alter Mitch Creek's performances. He maintained a high level. So in some respect, you know, you don't want to be selfish like this, but you do have to analyze it accordingly. Did Creep do his job throughout the course of the season when he was out there? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. To number four. Number four, Sydney King's point guard, former MVP, NBL champion, Jalen Adams. Now, some people are probably going to say this is a bit too high. But, Jack, we go watch the Sydney Kings almost every week in person. The guy's a superstar. He's immensely talented, does a lot of things. Sometimes, though, my knock is going to be, he takes it easy. I don't know, though, if that's a function of him being so good that he thinks it's easy and he doesn't press himself, but that's something he's got to overcome. Now he's going to take a little bit of a hit because his team has struggled this year. They mm-hmm. didn't meet expectations, but that doesn't deny the fact that he is a, he's a tremendous, tremendous player, and if I'm some team in this competition. I'm trying to lock him up for two to three years because he is such a unique asset in our league and someone that changes your team's fortunes when everything is pl- properly assembled around him. So you're saying there,
0: based on that, that he is the best point
1: guard in the NBL? I am, based on where you put Bryce. Some people say Bryce is a point guard, I've got him as a combo, yeah. more of a two guard. But Jalen Adams is the best you know, director, floor general in the NBL. We haven't got many left. To number three. Number three, Chris Golding. Oh, this is going to be interesting. One of the greatest shooters in NBL history. One of only, I believe, 10 players to have made 1,000 three-pointers. This year, he's shooting the ball at about 42% from the three. Big-time player, big shot taker, big maker. People hate his guts. People loving to death. He is one of the most polarizing players in NBL history. I have the utmost respect for him because he senses the occasion, he knows the moment, and more often than not, Jack, he delivers. He can rip your heart out. He carries the biggest dagger in the league, and he's done it for a long, long time. He's a multiple championship winner, NBL grand final MVP, but there's no denying his greatness, and if you want to deny it, that's more your problem than his.
0: So take the the personality side of it out. Let's just talk purely about Chris Golding, the basketball player. What is it about his game that you think is so polarizing? Because some people are going to see this at number three and well, they'll just jump straight on Twitter or they'll, they'll hit you up straight away or they won't agree with that. So why do you think that's the case?
1: For years, he has dealt with the stigma of being a perceived flopper. Okay, I don't necessarily see that as being a big problem. You know, people are out there, there's contact, you got to sell it. But I think it's the look on his face and the swag he carries himself with. And sometimes, let's admit it, people are threatened by confidence. And he has a lot of confidence in himself. But had he not worked that persona into his basketball game, he wouldn't be number three on this list. He would have not done all the things that we talk about as being great. When that guy is in the building, it's an occasion. When you go to a game and Chris Golding is on the floor, you see eyes in the crowd on him watching his movements. That means a lot. That's box office. And I want to note, as a side thing here, some of the most polarizing players, Chris Golding, Dejan Vasiljevic, Nathan Sobey, they're all two guards, all trying to make the Boomers. It's a a very weird thing that we got going on, but those guys right there are more than any other players in the competition, Jack. They really drive emotion. It's a very interesting point you make. To number two. Oh, this is a hard one because he had such an outstanding season going before he sustained a heartbreaking injury. Anthony Lamb, I think he was destined to be a future MVP of this league. I thought he was going to have an impact in the Breakers' playoff run this season, but he sustained... Uh, a terrible injury out in Perth when he was off to a really good start in that game. I like his low maintenance approach to the game. He's solid from outside the three. Shoots at about thirty six percent. He looks like he's a great teammate. Mm. Modi Mayora loves coaching him. He's got the NBA pedigree. He's he can also work the game inside the paint. I just think he is one of the best fits for this league that we've seen in some time from the swingman position and. I would have him up there in terms of projection, in that Casey Prather mole, oh. where Casey, you know, he, he's been. Casey's one of the best swingmen in NBL history, and I felt that there was a potential for Anthony Lamb to get there. Hopefully, he can recover well from the injury, and we can see him back here next year. But his his insertion into that Breakers lineup lifted them at a time when their season was in trouble. Then they started to get other pieces back then they started to take off. So it's unfortunate, but this is the game.
0: Isn't it remarkable that had it have not been for the injury to Justinian Jessup, Mm. Anthony Lamb would have never featured on this list. We wouldn't have seen him this season put feet on NBL timber. And you know, that New Zealand Breakers franchise
1: has sustained a lot of injuries this year. We hope they can get that together, but they have lost a lot of basketball talent. And you know, you just cross your fingers and hope those guys can recover and get back here into the NBL. I'm not sure there's much disputing the number one. Speak on it. Bryce Cotton, Uh, this guy's a three time MVP, two time grand final MVP, three time NBL champion. One of the top three imports of all time. There's been a lot of debate where he fits in there. He's obviously the number one player in the competition. This year, he is going to win his fourth NBL MVP, I have no doubt about that. Um, A tremendous player, exquisite with the basketball, a sharpshooter. Another guy like Chris Golding understands the moment, not afraid of the moment, will go out there and make plays. And the thing about Bryce is he does it with style. He Mm -hmm. does it with class, Very, never points the finger. When things are tough, he looks in the mirror and says, I can fix this. I can be a part of the solution. And he's been through some tough times out there in the past couple of seasons. He went through it with John really earlier this season where things looked really dire. But Bryce stuck to his guns. There was a controversy with immigration. There was a controversy with his wife speaking out. But Bryce just stays on it. He's a professional. And I just love how he continues, no matter what type of adversity hits him, He continues to be a a great player and
0: excel and lead his team to wins. Your point about earlier in the season is a really good one. The the Wildcats' start was pretty ropey by their own standards. Now, clearly, they've they've righted the ship and they're well-placed to potentially win the whole thing. It was the first time that people were asking questions about Bryce Cotton and and whether perhaps his best was past him and whether he still had the spring in his legs. To quote the great one, he took that personally. (laughs) <laughs> he did. And that those
1: conversations were crazy. The guy's 31 years old. He is an elite athlete. He has the biomechanics and the build to last a long time in this competition. This is a guy like Leonard Copeland who's going to go into his late 30s and 40s if we can get that citizenship thing straightened <laughs> out, which I hope he can get because he deserves it, Jack. You know, his his dedication to the Australian NBL, his commitment and his service to the league and not only the NBL, but to Australian sport. This guy is now an icon in Australian sport. Everyone understands and everyone recognises the greatness of Bryce Cotton.
0: And I hope, Ruck, that, I mean, everyone's passionate and everyone wants their say, but I hope that everyone, particularly with the playoffs just around the corner, can take a moment to appreciate. We're in an area here where... When it's all said and done, he may go down as the second greatest player in the history of this league, behind the GOAT, Andrew Gase. I hope that everyone can take an opportunity to drink it in and and relish what we're seeing. This man is remarkable.
1: Well, you know, I get a chance to speak to Bryce at the games and just the conversations are so, I value them tremendously because I really enjoy learning from greatness. And to hear his mindset and how he attacks things and... Um, I guess there are some links too because he plays for my former teammate John yeah, really yeah. so there's an interesting dynamic there and as well as being an outstanding player I also value the person what type of guy are you and I think Bryce just ticks all the boxes and someone hopefully as I mentioned before that we have here for years to come because it would be heartbreaking to not see him as a part of that Red Army he's going down with Grace Martin Vlahoff, Crawford Wagstaff, all those guys are on that, on that Mount Rushmore of
0: outstanding Perth Wildcats who have, who are, they're legends. I think you're going to be hard pressed to find anyone who will dispute you on number one, but now that it's done, and you've got your top five out there, and of course your top 15, what do you think will surprise people the most? If there's reaction from any of this, what, what do you think, or who do you think will get Garner the most reaction?
1: Well, I think there'll be some guards who are probably left out. You know, a, a case could have been made for a Jordan Crawford, Sobey. There was a lot of guys that, you know, they're really good players. And Ian Clark. Yeah, yeah. But for one reason or another, those guys had to be omitted. It may be that you don't shoot the ball well enough. It could be, well, I just haven't seen enough of you over time. So I think it's going to be more about the guys that kind of didn't make the list that's going to create discussion. But this top 15 list I feel is a solid one, and uh, full credit to the guys that, that got in there because it takes hard work. It is very, very
0: tough to be a good player in the NBL. You can leave us your thoughts, hashtag NBL24 on all of the NBL social media platforms. The top 15 is done. Well done to you. This is a thankless task. It's not an easy task, and I can tell you, we've spoken a lot about this in the last two months. You've put a mountain of work into this, so well done. Thank you very much, and I hope everyone enjoyed it. And we hope you enjoy the playoffs as well. This is just something to whet the appetite ahead of postseason action. Thanks for watching Derek Rucker's Top 15. Leave us your thoughts, leave us your comments. Hashtag NBL24.